podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. To 2-2 and we've still got more than half an hour to go and here's Ozil. Lacazette. Ozil! Go! Hello, welcome to another Touchy Gooners podcast. It's your boy Dan Coogs on hosting duty today. Um, I've got Shabs, Anton, and Sean with me today. How are you guys doing? All good, All good. Yeah, not bad, man. Yeah, before we get started, just some minor housekeeping. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, make sure you, you like and subscribe to the channel, like the video as well. Drop us some comments, we'll do our best to show them up and read them out. Um, make sure you follow Touchline Fracker on Twitter. Touchy Gooners on Twitter, um, Instagram, all of that. Um, good stuff. I think Anki said you're going to start doing some some lives on the Instagram as well. So make sure um, that you guys are following us on Instagram so you don't miss out on that that content. Um, yeah, so this week, you know, FA Cup action, um, a 1-0 loss to Nottingham Forest in the Cup. I think we've lost twice in the third round um, in our last 44 uh, attempts. Um, and I think... Both of those losses have been to, to Nottingham Forest um, in the Cup. So, you know, they, they seem to be our bogey team. In 44 um, attempts? Yeah, 44 games, sorry, um, in the FA Cup. Yeah, no, so that's not true. That's what I read anyway. So I remember um, us being knocked out by Wrexham in 1992. <laughs> <laughs> I think well, I was like- just... I think I was born. I was, I was just born then, or that was before I was born. Even, yeah, yeah so. a guy called Mickey Thomas scored a free kick in the last minute. Yeah, so that's that's Oga and with the facts there for you, man. Oga um, and with the facts. I don't even remember that one, but yeah. So you know, getting into it, you know, and I'll start with you actually because we don't get to hear from you too often on the pod. This um, is my second pod in one week, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a madness. It's a madness, man. Uh, it's like it's like London buses, yeah. Um, exactly that. So, so how much, how much do you want to take from this FA Cup loss? Because personally, I'm not that bothered by it. Um, no, nothing. You know, I think... Nothing. I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't place any importance in it at all. I mean, the the only the only thing that I think you could take from it is that you'd 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 worry about two bad results in a row, but even that would be being a bit over the top. I, I would these things can happen in the FA Cup. It is what it is. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't draw too much from it. Yeah, personally. yeah, and I, I think that's fair enough. And I think it's more, you know, looking at certain individuals and how they performed when they were called upon. Um, like like Cedric, like Holden, um I think you know Lokonga left a bit to be desired on that pitch. Uh, and Ketia as well. Because um, I think, you know, midfield, we're missing Jaka, we're missing Partey. 
We know that Lokonga was going to have to, you know, sort of step up in this January period. And I think that's his first game in a few months. So do we want to give him um, a bit of leeway um, about how when he, is he When is he impressed in an Arsenal shirt? He's the, the, hmm. the, 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 the last time he played, he got he got mad and match, and I haven't seen him since then. That was that Newcastle, Newcastle game. He had a solid game against Newcastle. Yeah, he hasn't played since then, pretty much. I know, and then he got COVID as well, innit? So he's yeah. been out for a bit, but I think that's always the tough thing, though, isn't it? Like, you know, as a squad player, like when you're, you play and then, like, you go cold for time and you don't play in it, and then you're going to come in every now and then. To be fair, like, obviously, I'll, Anton will come in, but I ain't, I've never really been that enamoured with Lokonga, if I'm to be totally honest. You know, in the summer when we bought him, we were like, hmm. Could we have put that money towards someone a bit better? So, obviously, I don't want to go in too hard on him. He's young, maybe can show us some more in the future, but he's going to have to anyway, because he's pretty much going to play against Liverpool, then he's going to play against Spurs, then he's going to play the second leg against Liverpool, then Burnley in it. So, like, four games within the next, like, nine, ten days in it. So, we need to see a lot more from him than I think we've seen so far. I'm not a big fan of Gwendozi, right? But it does look really baffling to force Gwendozi out to be bringing in a Lokonga who are they the same age? Similar enough. Similar, similar pretty much. In. Yeah. And Gwendozi looks miles ahead in terms of his development than Lokonga. Lokonga just looks like a, a, a scared kid. He's so passive. Like the YouTube compilations I saw of him when we were signing him and I saw a lot of like you know the kind of like Pogba passing and, and, and vibe. Like he looked, he looked like a player. But here, I, I, I don't even see any attempts to even be the half of that player. He's he, more the on any mode than anything I've seen here. So mm. uh, for me, at the moment, the, the jury's really out on him. I don't think you can throw him. I mean, Tottenham ain't really got anyone in mid. Skip's gonna run around and Hoiberg's gonna run around. But he doesn't even look like he can do the running, so he—he's a concern. He's—he's a, he's a bit of a concern. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, he looks—he looks very slight. He looks very slight to me, to be honest. Mm. Like he needs to get in the gym. Um, he needs to sort of get used, get used to the intensity, you know, because he was playing in midfield with Patino, um, for me, and I feel like Patino, he didn't have the best of games, but he's a young kid, just turned eighteen a couple months ago. That's your first start in senior football, isn't it? First start in senior football. And I felt that, you know, I was, even though Patino wasn't really involved in the game, I was seeing him probably, you know, get a bit more physical in some certain challenges. He was Old sliding into things. He just turned 18. 18. He's like 18 in like 100 days or something like that. Yeah. Just think what Jack Wilshire and Fabregas were doing in the middle of the park. Yeah. Do you know how crazy it is what they were doing when you think about it like that? Yeah, for real, for real. So this is what I said. That's, that's what I said in the group, though, that, you know, when the people were talking about Patino, they were saying this kid's better than Wilshere at his age um, and this, that, and the other. And I'll just say, you know, from the one one game and the cameo that I've seen from him, I don't think you can say um, that that's, that's true at all, personally. I think at this point in his career, obviously, Jack Wilshere played a lot more minutes than um, Patino, but I think he was physically more ready to play men's football. Mm. Um, and Patino, and obviously his technique was, you know, pretty flawless as well. So I, I personally, I don't think um, Patino looks ready. Um, but in in saying that, the point I was going to make was 
Lokonga was supposed to be sort of the you know the older, more experienced. He's played a couple of seasons in men's football before, uh, previously. He's played for us this season, um, and he looked you know just as um, not ready as Patino for me, you know, um, in that game. And that's that's a Championship midfield. It's James I mean, Garner, I think, who was on I loan. Think with Le- Garner's Le- not a Championship player, though, is he? Who? Well, he's on loan. He's on loan for Man United. Yeah, I know, but that doesn't make him a Championship player. He's clearly not Championship. Level, he's a that that kid can play. Mm. So I mean, Garner, at the very least, is is an equal to a Lokonga and a, and a Patino. And from the looks of things, he's probably a bit ahead of them both. Mm. So yeah, I I wouldn't I wouldn't be that dismissive of it. There's also the thing of it's Arsenal, isn't it? It's a way up north late game it's 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 just not an arsenal thing to do to perform in those games mm. like who did have a good game no one yeah i don't think anyone played well and I, and and that's where it is there are players who you know even in the even off the back of a bad team defeat you get players who you can see that they they've tried they've applied themselves they didn't deserve to be on the losing side or whatever um from what i saw the game i, I don't think anyone really um covered themselves in glory. I think it was a bad team performance. And so for me, sometimes I just feel like it's it's a much of a muchness to then try and single out um, individuals for not really doing their thing when the whole team played bad. I think there, there, there were some notable poor performances. Tavares, obviously, and he got dragged. I think Holden um, as well didn't play well. Cedric didn't play well. But w- what I wanted to say of Lokonga as well, um, I'm a bit more on the fence about him. I do think there's a bit of a because the a, a large portion of the fan base would have preferred to have seen that money spent elsewhere. I think that's something that weighs against Lokonga when people are um, kind of like evaluating how well he's done. It's kind of like this is who we 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 brought in. We kind of we kind of make it situational and consider the circumstances and we, we brought him in. And I think it's fair. I think it's absolutely fair. But I think like the, the Gwenduzi point, for example, that Ant just made, I think it is fair. But um, I'm just prepared to give him a, a bit more time maybe than I would someone else because I didn't have huge expectations that he would come in and be a starting midfielder. Like I didn't see us signing him to be the guy who starts ahead of Shaka, I didn't see us signing him to be the guy who starts ahead of Partey. I think we we definitely should have done better. We didn't. We got him, and he has been in and out of the team. And um, you know, for, he's still relatively young. All right, he's twenty one, but I think he's the type of player who's he's probably 20, a bit of a confidence. Oh, he's twenty two now. Does he look he's better than Maitland Niles in the centre of the park? I think in terms of his ability, I think he is. But I, I, uh, I, I, like I said, that. does he look? Does he? Oh, look? does he Abil- look? Ability is always a cop out in football because it it doesn't really mean anything, does it? It's like when we say, oh yeah, he's got potential, but what's it based? No, on? your ability is your ability, though. Your but when I say it, I mean your ability is what he's capable of doing on the ball. And what have we seen him than... do on the ball to make that that assumption? This is what I'm saying. The over, like, over Ainsley. Yeah. I think they look very. They look like a very similar level of centre mid. Right. So, so here's the thing, then. So let's look at it this way. And I hear your point about the signing maybe being underwhelming and people expecting more. At the same time, is is it also not a factor that everyone else that's come in 
seems to have exceeded the expectation. Often, yeah. And 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 he seems to be the only one that is like, okay, what what is it kind of thing? Whereas the rest of them have come in and you could be like, okay, so Ben White, I don't think anyone doubted that he's a he's a capable Premier League defender. Everyone balked at the press, and I still think the press is kind of absurd, I'm not going to lie. Um, Ramsdale's far exceeded expectations. Tommy Asu, nobody had any expectations because nobody knew anything about him, but he's exceeded them. No, I think you're you're right about all of them. Um, probably only Tavares is the only other one similar to um, Lokonga. I think, I think in Tavares' case, though, because it's so clear that, you know, you are only here to be back up and you're not that that nobody's particularly fussed about Tavares, really. If he's good, it's great. If he's not, you know, you're, you can't be worse than Kolasinac, so who gives a damn? Mm. Mm. Do you know but what I mean? The, but the rest of the, what, but all I was going to say, the rest of them, man, save for Tavares, have been starters. And so maybe because I, I think with Lukonga, He's a bit of a confidence player. Probably needs to have a run of games in the side, and he 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 hasn't really had that. And I think that's why me personally, I'm I accept all the criticisms of him. I see them. It's not that I don't see, um, you know, these things that everyone's saying, but I want to see him after a run of games, um, just how he's done. Because even when Shaka was out, he got his little run. We started to see something decent from him. Um, He's, he's he had that good performance against Newcastle. Fair enough. You can caveat that by saying Newcastle, the one of the worst Newcastle teams in the Premier recent history, um, and they deserve to be where they are. But then he's been out of the side again, so um, we haven't really used him. So what did I ex- I expected better against Nottingham Forest, but how much better? Do you know what I mean? But mm. it, that that's just me. That's just me. That's just me. Is that is the team that played Forest similar to the team that played? Was it Sunderland in the in the Sunderland, yeah. Pretty similar, similar enough. Similar, mm, yeah. yeah, pretty similar. Yeah, it was yeah, it wasn't yeah. too dissimilar. And Cedric had a really good game, and Ketia had a really good game. I think Pepe Pepe played that game as well. Balogun mm. played. ESR played as well. Okay, yeah. So yeah, there's there's a bit more quality. Mm. Oh, but hold on, Martin yeah, Elliott Saka played on. Yeah, so Martin Elliott Saka, Martin Elliott and Saka played. Mm. Yeah, so yeah, it's a it's a, it's a funny one because like, I think with with the Lokonga signing, um, I hear it, you know, talking about his young, inexperienced, this that, and the other. But I think it just comes back to that squad building point that essentially this guy, if anything happens to either Jacques or Partey, you know, Lokonga's one that has to come in. So. You know, you need someone that is either going to be, you know, sort of more but ready. That's why, yeah, that's why that whole, you know, signing a squad player thing, I just think is daft. Mm. Because you see it all the time when the drop off in quality is so big. And again, I haven't been blown away by Thomas Party in the last 18 months. And I got very little time for Granite Xhaka as well. But when the drop-off is so clear between your starters and your squad players, it's never good for anyone. There has to be a level of competition. It doesn't have to be, you know, two players that are, you know, you, you, you can't pick between the two. But it has to be a case of, 
your team is not going to be infinitely worse whenever one thing happens and one guy ain't really good yeah. enough to start for you, but he's just there to make up the numbers. Because that's how you end up in the situation we've been in for so long. We got a squad full of squad players. Mm. Yeah, it's fair. It's fair. It's fair enough. And then I think you know that brings on to you know a number of other positions. So obviously Arsenal are linked to Dusan Vlahovic to come in um, at striker, um, but Mikel Arteta today in his press conference said that and catches on the contract. Um, he won't be leaving. That means he's going to stay with us uh, for the season. So he probably missed the only good chance that we we created um, in that game. And I think the drop-off from Lacazette to him um, is quite drastic. And Lacazette isn't even, you know, sort of the best striker um, in the world himself. Um, so with, like, sort of Enketia well, saying... As, like, as, as an attacking threat, you think it is really? I don't. No, is it? Well, it depends, right? So I think Enketia probably has more goal threat than, than Lacazette. But I think... Yeah, by far. But I think overall, the quality of player that you're getting there is, is pretty Yeah, like, like I said, it's a better footballer. And if you want to mm. be knitting things together 40 yards from goal, great. Yeah, like I said, it makes sense. But you, this, we got, we got a lot of the time, we've got two tens in a team to do that. And then a striker doing that as well. You know uh, I mean? Would you Every not say... To, I, 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 I wouldn't stick my neck on the line and say that there's a big drop-off between Enketia and Lacazette, I'd be way more confident of Enketia scoring than I would Lacazette. I'm really confident that Lacazette will ever even be in the box when the chance is fashioned to even get anywhere near it, truth be told. I hear that, but then would you not say sort of in terms of like the team makeup and how we've been playing in recent weeks with Lacazette playing in there, that putting Enketia in the striker, it messes up a bit of like the partnerships, the the attacking football that we've been playing recently? I mean, yeah, Lacazette's got some qualities and I think that he's got some qualities that our other attacking players don't have. And and, and yeah, there may be a drop-off in certain areas, but I still think that... How often do you go into a game with Lacazette playing, yeah? And you have any confidence that he's going to score? Do you know what it? Do you know what it is? I don't have confidence he'll score, but I've got confidence those those, those around him will score. I, I I agree with Anne's point at the end of the day because I think Lacazette's only taken like twelve shots all season, which I think is absolutely abhorrent for a fifty-two million pound striker. Do you know what I mean? So the only saving grace he has is that since obviously he's come in and others dropped out, the team has scored a lot more goals. So obviously I get the inclusion. Even, there, even but... that's a bit of a fallacy though, and it needs to be addressed because let's let's be real about who those goals have been scored against. I, I hear that and I hear what you're saying, but we weren't scoring those goals earlier on in the season. But we weren't is... playing the teams at the bottom of the league. No, but we were. So when we were playing like Norwich before, we we didn't we didn't score against them. Do you know what I mean? So we literally got. I think we beat we beat Norwich one 0 Norwich one 0 Watford one yeah, Norwich Burn, Burnley. Burn, well, I think Burnley we still only played Burnley once. Oh, is it? I think we still only played. I don't think have we played I Burnley. Think, we haven't I played them in second round. Big, big, big wins against Leeds, Norwich, and Sunderland. I think I think when people look at those results. Because I think if you look in the games just before Uber came out of the team, we scored two at United. Uh, we scored... Did Uber play against Newcastle? We scored two against Newcastle. There's another game I think we got three. So goals were coming. 
Yeah, great. We give Leeds a four with Norwich a five, Sunderland a five, the League One side. But, you know, Auburn didn't play against Everton. We got one. I, 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 I think that was nasty, that, that whole narrative still. I can't lie. I didn't, I didn't rate it. I didn't think it was truthful. I didn't think it was truthful. We only got one against City. Two yeah. against West Ham, one in a ninety-third minute or whatever it is. It's not. It weren't. It weren't genuine. Right. So, so like, so let's let's talk a little bit about um, Vlahovic as well, right? So, you know, um, Sean, how do you how would you feel um, about our top four chances if we were able to get that signing over the line? I, I haven't watched him as I don't know how many how often people watched him. I've not watched him. I can only check statistically. He looks good statistically, you know, especially for someone who's 21. Um, so I think they said he scored 18 goals this year. I think, you know, five of them have been penalties, um, you know. So, yeah, I, I was a bit concerned last season because it looked like a lot of his stats were skewed by penalties. It doesn't look the same this season. So, so overall, um, I've seen some decent clips of hold up, decent clips of link up, um, and you know, I think for the if it's the fee that's muted around, which is forty five million plus Torreira, I'm I'm okay with that. When it starts to get to like fifty, sixty, seventy, I'm starting to look at it and I'm like, that's an awful, awful lot of money to spend. Um, and you know, they're cooking up some mad concoctions with wages as well. Um, but yeah, man, it looks like this is the guy they've identified that they want to be their new number nine. So, you know, I will reserve judgment basically until I've, I've seen him. You know, I spoke a lot. I shouted a lot into my phone um, over the summer with some of the transfer. So, and you know, and, and I've been made to eat humble pie. So I don't mind. Like, I'll just keep quiet again. Do you know what I mean? So I'll see I'll, I'll see what he's like when he comes. That's pretty much going to be my assessment from any player we, we buy now. So I think he looks decent. Um, obviously, you can... Only two more non-penalties than Tammy. Is that true? Apparently, that true? I think it's I think it's three more. But, um, okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Um, so I, I I do I do like the look of him. Obviously, there are certain people who have some concerns over how that translates into the Premier League from Serie A, and especially when you're spending such a vast amount on a 21 year old, um, you are going to have some expectations. So let's see, let's see. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, we'll 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 see if he comes if we can get it done. But it looks like that's that's the number one target they're targeting this window. Mm. And Shabs, anything you want to add on um, on Vlavic? I spoke about him a lot last week. I'm not, from what I have seen of him, I, I'm not entirely convinced. You know, I'm going to be honest with you. I've seen, I've seen. When I say like I see Giroud, I don't think people understand it. I think people are hearing me. Saying like they're they're like for like players or they're compa- like you know it's 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 not but I see elements about his game which remind me of the functionality that um and the uh, and the way that Giroud set up for us I think he'll be a good box presence an aerial presence um or a, a target man type centre forward that you can play off I got reservations about his ability to get in the box um quick enough here in this league because again I see him doing it in Italy but I don't know if you can outpace the, the, these defenders in the Premier League like that like these guys think, look, look slow honestly do you think Giroud so Giroud at his best would be better in this Arsenal team in this setup than he was in the team that he was in I think so 
Yeah. So do I. I, yeah. I think I think he'd yeah. be more suited to this this way of playing yeah. than, than he was what was going on at the time. Yeah. So in, in 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 that case, would somebody that's similar to a Giroud work well for us? Yeah, because look, so again, like the conversation that we just had, if you guys can clearly see um an improvement that Lacazette brings. And he isn't mobile. You can't tell me this kid's any less mobile than Lacazette. Mm. Or or any slower than Lacazette. So if he's got that kind of thing, plus a physical presence and a knife for goal, is it not a no-brainer? I never watched him in a whole game myself. I only only seen comps of his goals, so I'm not in a position to judge. I I never actually seen him. No, I like him. I think technically he looks very good. He looks secure with the ball at his feet. Um, he looks like he can hold up the ball and bring others into play, whether he, you know, higher up the pitch or, um, you know, more withdrawn uh, in a deeper position. He looks like you can play the ball off him and then he looks to get forward. So I don't see him hold on to the ball very much. It comes into him. He kind of controls it, gets it out of his feet and looks to play it quick and then move on from that. So I think definitely it offers more mobility than... Um, than, than what we're seeing from Lacar. He looks quicker, um, taller, more agile. He's 21, so, you know, th- he's nowhere near his, his, his top form or his final version. He's got some room to go. Um, but, yeah, I j- again, I just don't know. And maybe, again, I'm not being decisive here and erring on the side of caution, and I, I think I probably would prefer to do that as well because, like, I don't actually care anymore about what players have done before they've come to us just come to us and be good like really that's 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 what I want from you so you know we can all sit here and debate about uh, what he's going to do for us or what difference he's going to make what I like is he shoots you know we've spoken about the the issues with um, Lacazette not shooting the, the volume of shots he's taken is nowhere near enough it's nowhere near good enough Vlavic gets himself into good positions and he shoots the ball and he's got a very clean strike of the ball. So he's going to offer, if if only that, he's going to be more threatening and offer more on site. Um, but yeah, we know that he brings more than that as well. I, I think I think for, that's the, the one thing I'll give him, especially for his age, like he's a shooter. He's, his goal record stands up for someone who's 21 already. So we can discuss the other intangibles in his game. But one thing, obviously, we always get onto lacquer about Laka doesn't shoot enough. He doesn't score enough. Do you know what I mean? Last he scored week, enough was... when he was in an easy league. <laughs> so are we going to say that about Vlavic as well? Or, or I mean, it's yeah. possible. It is. It is possible. But I, I like. He looks goal hungry, Vlahovic. From the little I have seen, um, obviously we can evaluate more when he touches down. But I like the goals, like you know, different types of goals as well. And I think it's like he strikes the ball very, very cleanly. And um, in the I, air, I was. I think so. When I'm looking at who scores goals in Italy, I don't think it's fair to say that, uh, you know, he's only got this many more than Tammy because I think whilst I'm not crazy about um, Tammy's levels, unlike yourself, yeah, you know who I'm... I knew that was coming. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I do think that Tammy, the, the, the type of striker he is, I think he'll get you a decent amount of goals anywhere. I don't really see much football played where Tammy won't nick you goals. Do you think? Do you think that's fair? So to yeah. say someone's got a few more than Tammy, Tammy's not um, 
the type of player I think that you can use as a negative. I was looking at Ibrahimovic, yeah, who is how old is Ibra now? 42? 40 years old. And he's still scoring goals in that league, yeah. And Immobile, who every time I've ever watched him has looked awful, but yeah, he just claps in Italy. Simeone's son scoring. So these are the things that are more of a concern to me than than Tammy. Plus, obviously, the big man, um, Mr. Chatty Patty Lukaku as well, was clapping out there as well. So, yeah, I mean, I won't write him off on that, but I'm not going to be like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's a definite. It's, it's, it's hard to trust. Mm. Yeah, I think but in saying that, look how, look, how, look how comfy the defender we just got from that league is. He can... Yeah. And, the way people score in Italy, you'd think all the defenders must be rubbish, like in Germany. But Tommy Asu mm. doesn't seem to fit that bill. So who knows? Who knows? Mm. Yeah, I think yeah, Syria tax is real, man. It's, uh, yeah, it's very sure. real, very real. And I think you know the point that you made um, about Giroud, I think, is a good one because I think previously when we've been building a squad, you know, we sort of just put pieces together, like you signed Özil, um, and then you know you probably should sign an Abamyang striker next summer you know or you know in two summers to to build a team uh, around the type of player that you have and we never really did that and I think if you look at the pieces that we have now um you know your Sackers your Smith Rose Erdegaards um Martinelli uh I think whatever striker we sign needs to be able to play with these guys and make them look better as well as offering some goal threat um as well so you know on paper Vlahovic looks like that guy um, but you know, uh, we'll see if we get him, um, and if we do, then we'll see we'll see how um, how he does. So um, another position of need, one that's been talked about a lot, uh, central midfield for us. So um, Partey's at Afcon, Elneny's at Afcon, uh, Xhaka has COVID. Apparently, they're hoping he might be able to play um, against Liverpool and then against Spurs. Uh, tomorrow, and then we've let Ainsley Maitland Niles go on loan to to Roma. So, Shabs, talk to me about midfield because right now, um, you know, Dr. Leroy's losing his head, German Dan's losing his head, Sean's losing his head, I'm losing my head, you know, because I, I can't I can't wrap my head around this Maitland Niles situation um, and the midfield situation. No, no one can. It it doesn't make sense. I think um, th- this is where I worry with this regime still. I worry about a naivety and almost like lacking street smarts because the bottom line is that none of this is a surprise to any of us. Like we've known about the players we were going to lose in January to the African Cup of Nations. Yeah. So uh, Ainsley's wanted that. Again, I think it's a bit of mismanagement on Ainsley's part that he's wanted out because all the kids wanted to do is play and actually he has played and played well. Um, I, in fact, I was corrected. I think last week by by by, by you, Dan, and you, Sean, as well, because I, I was saying actually I feel that there's something there in them just not liking Ainsley. But actually, it appears that um, he was less available than I thought he was, and that's probably a part of the reason why he's not been used. But as much in this in in this period before now, but for me, um, we need him. We need bodies. We need him. We need him as cover or we needed him. We could not afford to allow him to go without a body coming in, um, you know, without an adequate body coming in. 
And so we've allowed him to go. We've been selfless in this instance rather than selfish and put our needs first. And I think you have to point fingers at who's allowed that to happen and who's signed off on that. We're talking about Roma on loan. And I don't believe it's even an obligation. I think it's been an option. So that is bullshit to me. Like, well, what's the option? Like nine mil. So potentially we might fetch nine mil if they fancy him at the end of this season. Um, but, you know, if we lose points, it costs us a lot more than nine mil. Like, do, do you know what I mean? So I just, I, I think from a business perspective, from a sporting perspective, again, it's it's it's, it's quite naive for me. I'm, um, I'm worrying that this is the way that we've chosen to go about things. Um, I feel like it's risque because we've heard about the situation with Xhaka. So we're just very light on the ground in terms of centre mid. And, you know, we've got an important like eight, nine days coming up here with like Liverpool twice and then the North London derby. And it looks like our options for midfield or for centre midfield are Lokonga and um, Patino, who we've all established, you know, might have all the promise in the world. But right now he's not looking ready, even against this for Gazy looking Tottenham side. So it does worry me. Shaka may make it, he may not. Um, ESR, who you may want to consider using in an emergency situation in the middle of the park. Um, oh, yeah, I forgot even, about that. Or, or even playing Erdegaard there. Oh. Um, so th- there are solutions, but it's, is that what you really want to do? You know, is that what you really want to do? And ESR has been yeah. carrying an injury. He's been carrying a, 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 is it a groin strain, Sean, or something like that? So, um, yeah, like I, I don't know. We're, we're here entertaining the possibility of Ben White what playing about in midfield for us. You lot don't like him, do you? But, uh, uh, do, do, do you know what? Again, like I don't even want to, get, like I know men in the group are sick of the, 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 the thought of Tielemans. Uh, I'm not as far, um, I'm not as bad on him as some of the men are. I don't really know with Tielemans whether he's the right, right fit for me. I don't dislike him, but he's not anyone in like my top 10 list of players, even from the Prem, that I'd say, yeah, will come in and would fill me with confidence that he'd be the right man to address what I think what, we need in the middle of the What about if, obviously I doubt it would happen in January, what if Madison was still on the radar, but as an eight? Because I think Madison's better as an eight than he is as a ten. Anyway, I love Madison. I'll take Madison in a, in a heartbeat as as like, an eight. Yeah, I'd take him as an eight. Like no yeah. problem. I just take him. Period, bro. He's yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's yeah. Like, fully. I, I mean, love him. I love him. I don't know if you lot remember the, the conversations when we was um, debating if it should be him or Odegaard. One of my main reasons for going Madison over him is that Madison was um, comfy as an eight. And as a 10. And a 10. And Madison, you sign him as an 8. And then it doesn't stifle ESR as a 10. And if there is an issue with ESR, you now have Madison, who is just as comfy in the 10. So that was part of the reason why I wanted Madison. So that's that's another possibility. Obviously, Madison's having a great season. So if he was 70 mil last summer, um, it might be a that bit is. more... That, that, that price yeah. for him is going to be nuts, bro. For whatever yeah. it is anyway. It's just yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't yeah. pay more than that for him. I, I, I wouldn't pay more than 60 for him. Yeah, and look at him the other day against um, Man City. They lost, but the way they fought back and the way that he played in that, especially in that aye, second half nah, against like, City. Aye. Respect Tielemans, man. 
complained. <laughs> and that piece of money been looking decent since she got rich. Tell the truth. <laughs> On she's not even that loud anymore now that she's got money and she looks all right. She's she kind of quiet now. Yeah. Kind of like oh, yeah. I might even buy the book. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah so, yeah, it's... it's, it's... No, go on, Shams. Go on, Shams. You're me. Yeah, we're lacking. Can you not hear me? Yeah. Yeah, we're lacking street smarts um, in terms of making decisions like that, allowing players to go out the door without having um, adequate replacements lined up. And yeah, some of the news is like, it, it doesn't fill me with confidence. It's uninspiring. I will lose it if I see Jack. I, honestly, like I love Jack Wilshire. Like, yeah, I don't think there are very many bigger Jack Wilshire yeah. fans than me, but I will lose. That. To be fair, I, 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 I don't think it will happen because they they asked Arteta about that. And he was like, "No, nah, yeah, yeah." You, yeah. you, 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 you always it depends do on how desperate the, oh, yeah, they ask. Like, like you ever get honest answers from these people? Yeah. So what does yeah. that mean? <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. I, I, I don't, I don't think, I don't think he's going. I don't think that. I don't think yeah, I think was. I think if they were going to do Jack, that would have happened. They like, could have done it already. So do I, but I think Brother, it depends on how desperate we you get. You man forget that we saw Flamini come back for no reason. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Meant to, to roll up we, his sleeves and start shouting exactly. and pointing. Yeah, we've done did. Kim Kelstrom. We pointed and shouted. That's it. No, oh, you lot are forgetting we've done Kim Kelstrom with the broken back. He's got yeah. a good penalty in a shootout, though, isn't it? Oh, man, it doesn't matter. Bro. That was it. That was it. And he had a good game. I think against West Ham, he had a good game as well. Oh, man. We've seen man. us to do some wild stuff oh, that man. nothing can be ruled out. Nothing, nothing can be ruled out. Nothing. Let, me, let, me, let me ask you a lot of questions, yeah. So, like, if, so, like, forget names, yeah. Just like, what type of midfielder do you think that we need to sign? As in, in the short term or generally? Just generally. Like, so, Say we've qualified for top four in summer now, and Jack has been sold to Roma for 15 M's, and we're going to sign someone else to be Partey's partner. I think you need one of those all actions, so a bit more refined and a bit more quality. But you know, like the the type that Decore is, that's comfy, not comfy because Decore is not comfy, but. You know what I mean? He's got all the physical, he gets up and down. That proper box to box engine player, but one that's if if, if you gave me a if you gave me a blank check, I'll go and sign like Drew Bellingham, probably. That's who I'll go and spend the money Bellingham on. Bellingham would be wonderful. Yeah, yeah he's, 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 he's gonna cost gonna be insane. Need a blank check to get a Bellingham why why would it cost be insane? Look, how much how, 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 how much I think seventy, eighty dead. How much did Dortmund spend on him? It was like twenty mil or something, innit? Yeah. I think 70, 80 mil should be enough to get him out of He's Dortmund. You got, then you got Sancho out for 75. Yeah. 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 COVID's happened. Haaland's got a 70 mil clause. And these men are, are, pro, are productive. Bellingham, as good as he is, it doesn't matter what you do in football, putting the ball in the net or giving people the ball to put in the net is always going to have more value. Than everywhere yeah, else on the pitch. Bellum is not costing no hundred a mil. What midfield has even cost a hundred mil in the history of football? Only Pogba. Yeah, only Pogba's yeah. ninety. Yeah, that's it. No, so I, I, yeah, I'd I'd have a um, Bissouma or a Bruno G. Like for me, it's that that that. I don't trust this mold. Bruno guy that you lot keep going on about. I think he's quality, man. Honestly, I do. I I think he can do it all. I think he's the right age profile. 
for me. Um, I think he offers us definitely more mobility, better defensive cover than anything that Shaka brings us. I don't think he's got that um, that bozo gene. You know, players make mistakes, but I don't think he's, you know, we're, we're not going to see him give away, like, flipping, um, contribute to eight goals against us. Like, Shaka actively plays against us, as well as he does do at times. He plays against us, man. I've seen it too many times. But... Um, I don't. I don't think we see that with Bruno. I don't think we see those laps. His, his passing is top tier for me. Absolutely that's that, that's a good shout. He Grab a carry the ball. How much would he cost? He's a I, like uh, I think you can get Graven Birch out for fifty mil, sixty mil. I think way less than that. I think way less than that. Yeah, maybe yeah, well, yeah, thirty yeah, million. Yeah, you'll get man from Ajax. Easy. No, I don't uh, think he'd go for 30. For 30... Uh, um, Van der Beek they, went for 34 they, mils. Yeah, yeah they got Van der Beek at. No, nah, I think he's uh, more than Van der Beek, man. 100%. But, 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 but to be fair, Shabs, that, this was after Ajax reached the semi-final as well. Yeah. That, you know, Ajax, they don't, they don't sell, they they don't went, sell for big fees. Was it for me? Van der Beek went last... last yeah, it was, a year, it was a year after. Tottenham. Yeah, it was the Tottenham year. It was a year after. after. But okay, to be fair, to be fair... You've seen him on that platform. Right? To be Whereas fair, I think... Yeah, because because the Nick and De Jong both went for massive money to Juve and Barca in it. You lot so, really like De Jong as well, innit? You'd still take him. I would, but I, 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 just, I, I just I just don't think there's any hope. I, I don't even entertain that one because you think he's got the legs for the Prem. That's yeah, a question. I think so. Yeah, I think I think he's definitely got more legs than Jacker, though, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah but so. still, but just being better than something's that's bad doesn't make it good. Yeah, but but I feel like I feel like the way we play. You know, we're not our centre mids maybe partake at times, but the way we play, that that left centre mids not really have to do too much. Um let me let me ask you like this. So given the uh, the upturn in results and, and form granted, I do think it's been masked by a, a very favorable run. Yeah. Have you previously noted in Arteta's reign that he comes across something that works and then he bleeds it dry. And then by the time he realizes that I have to do something, everyone else has long figured it out and it doesn't work. Do you okay. feel that there's a possibility of that happening again with this current style of playing? Arteta yes, doesn't sir. have audibles for me. I don't think he's got audible. I don't think he can change it on the fly. Like he, he's yeah. not—he's not one of them coaches for me. I think he—he he very much can go out with a game plan and maintain his game plan, and then the changes that he makes will mitigate against risks rather than, um, like go out to um, have a, a different offensive plan, a different attacking strategy. Like, yeah, what we've what we've seen him do in those moments is just try to put his best players on the pitch with no real clarity or cohesion like late in it like why didn't he start um you know our biggest the biggest game of his career that european semi-final with oba and then like he needs him and then he kind of uh, you know tries to make the most of a bad situation where he could have avoided that to start with and then like when we needed the goal and oba was playing he removed you know he took him off but i don't think that he um yeah, I, I, I don't he, think he does audible. stuff to fuck with people's heads. He's a he's a psychopath, the brother. He's like Pep. He's like a yeah. He's a bad Pep. No, 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 no. Pep's a, a proven winner. Yeah. No, no, but he's a you know like he's a bad Pep. Like Pep will overthink it, but it comes off. You know what I mean? He's trying to do the overthinking. It doesn't work. That's that's. 
That's what. That's how I mean it. Um, um, but just just to come back to the original point, I think I do uh, agree with Anne's overall point. I feel like we need a centre mid that's just rounded. Um, obviously, Xhaka does what he does, but you know, in terms of the next evolution, you want a centre mid who can carry it forward, who can, you know, who can offer like the passing, but is also you know a bigger agile threat himself with the ball like that he can carry it forward. I mean, I, I I think he's okay. Like, I don't really get get the massive hype around Declan Rice. I think he's okay. Like, I don't get when I saw today. What was it? Did I see Sanka back? They said West Ham would accept two hundred mil for Declan Rice. I thought that was just it's just ridiculous. Yeah, but that's his fans, isn't it? They're just his fans. Yeah. So not... You don't, no, you don't, you don't a... think Rice is really good? No, I think Rice is a good player, but it's it's the money around him. I would, I, I would hundred percent. If if Rice was forty to fifty mil, I would take him. It's just yeah, the price. When you look at what Arsenal need and what what Rice brings to a Premier League midfield, I think he fits the bill. 100%. Yeah, I think I think if you put Declan Rice's exact same skill set in a six foot two guy from France that been at Marseille, like a Kamara or something, I don't think anybody would doubt that if they wanted Declan Rice. I think mm. this is one of the instances where because of the the unfair hype English players get and the overratings like the Mason Mounts of this world. I think that sometimes we then, we scale it the other way with, with certain players, but I don't really see much weaknesses in Rice's game. Well, he, he's not very progressive when he's passing Rice, but he carries the ball really well. I, 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 I think he's, he's, he's actually, yeah, he's surprisingly very, very powerful. He's a big, strong lad. He can carry the ball He's well. Irish. Yeah, if he... <laughs> Wins, wins all his jewels as well, man. Yeah, he, he does win a lot of jewels. He, he, I always see him in the 50-50s. He's always coming out with it. But I think, yeah, probably the weakness that answered is he's not a progressive passer. Like, you know, if you're coming up against a deep block, like, you're not going to trust, like, you know, Declan. I mean, I guess that's not the role you're doing anyway. But, yeah, you'd probably want a bit more from, from whoever's playing centre. What about Douglas Louise? Is he it? But he's more a DM, though, rather than an all-rounder, isn't he? I wouldn't, I wouldn't call him an all-rounder. Yeah, I would say he's a DM. Um, the reason I ask is that when I was watching the Villa United game, I'd previously really rated Luis on the ball, but mm. he I noticed in that game, maybe it was just that game, he was really cowardly on the ball. Mm. Really mm. cowardly. But I'm saying it, no one no one puts that charge against him, do they? And is part of that because his name fits? Because we'd say it about Rice in a heartbeat, but we wouldn't really say it about Louise, I, I guess. Is, I guess is it maybe because because he's he's got obviously there's there's Jacob Ramsey, there's Douglas. I mean, there's John McGinn. So maybe people are not expecting that from him, in it. Do you know what I mean? So they're just expecting someone to break up the play and give it to you know maybe more of the you know creative types within that squad. But well, I might be wrong. Yeah, I think and as well to your question about um, sort of Arteta rinsing out one system until it gets found out. I feel like. It just depends on how good that system is, right? Because, like you see with Liverpool, for instance, you know how they're going to play, but their players are so good that you can't stop it, yeah? I don't think so, that's fair because I think Klopp changed his thing about three times. Yeah, he's, he's changed his system, but, you know, most of the time, um, it's going to be get the ball to the full-backs, get the ball... Get no, and and this is what I'm saying. Remember, there was a there was a large period of time where it wasn't that. If you remember, the fullbacks weren't really used in the attack in that way. 
what used to happen is that it used to be Firmino dropping in, he would get set, yeah. and then and then Mane and Salah yeah, would so be off like greyhounds. Yeah, so yeah, what what I'm saying is like with 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 Klopp, I think Klopp is a great example. Is that a lot of what he's done has stayed the same, but he's made many a change as he's gone on. So he's always stayed one step ahead. So okay, they're starting to figure out that, and then people are playing a bit narrower, so that you know. And they're dropping a bit deeper, so Mane and Salah don't have the space to go in behind, and Firmino's not being followed. And then he said, "Okay, cool. What we're going to do? We've got two great weapons on, on wide. So you tuck in. That's fine. Then you're going to leave them with 20 yards to, to 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 deliver pinpoint crosses, and that's how and that's how that evolved. So Klopp evolves things before they start working. What Arteta seems to do." is he has something that works and he just does it and does it and does it and then lo and behold like what happens with every single system in football somebody figures it out then the next one so that's what stopped that this week so then they do something as well as what what worked the week before and then something becomes nullified Arteta doesn't seem to have so far the capacity to be like okay this is being figured out I need to add this little tweak here to stop that yeah, so I think, I think that's been slightly harsh, right? Because I think the main thing about Klopp is that there's there's always a different prong of his attack, right? So as you said, the first thing was um, Firmino dropping in, centrips, right? If you stick a DM on Firmino or something like that, teams drop in, then you still got the wide players. Then if you try and, you know, put, put midfielders on them, put your fullbacks on them, then you got the fullbacks, right? So there's like multiple ways that Liverpool can hurt you. So... You know, if you try a game plan, so you see what Emery tried to do, he was like, yeah, give them the wide spaces. They still killed us, right? Um, and we'll block the middle. Um, and I think with Arteta, it's taken some time to get there, but I think we are sort of slowly moving towards, um, you know, sort of this multi-pronged way of attacking because we all, we all used to, always used to attack down the left. And there was yeah, it was all Kieran Tierney. Yeah, yeah. there was nothing down the right-hand right hand side. Now he's moved Saka to the right-hand side. Um, and I think that's working a lot better. So we've got Fred down the right, and then Martinelli or Smith Rowe when they're on the left. We've got Fred down the left as well. And then I think maybe Odegaard coming from deep as well is becoming. I, 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 yeah. I feel like he's brought up a really good synergy with Saka. I remember them saying before that Saka and uh, Odegaard couldn't play together, but I feel like their relationship is definitely developing. So yeah, and obviously of what Arteta's asking from his nine as well. So it probably fits in with what you're saying about. Um, trying to add a multi-layered approach of of attacking. Yeah, because I think before, you know, so now before teams were basically, when Saka moved to the right, we've seen it now, two teams are like double, triple um, marking him now. But then now you've got Martinelli on the left, you're not able to commit that many players over there. So it's harder to stop that kind of thing. So I think maybe if you get this striker in, you know, you're, you're able, because if, because you see the way Vlahovic plays, he likes to drop in deep. Um, spin off the centre-back. If the centre-back doesn't follow him, Vlahovic has got a lot of time to sort of pick a pass, go left, go right, um, and then spin him behind, run back into the box. So um, I feel like, you know, if we're going to be completely fair, I feel like we are sort of developing, you know, a system that is much harder to stop and much harder to sort of play against or try and stop. So... Um, yeah, it's 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 diversified threats, isn't it? That's that's mm. that's what we're talking about. We're, we're talking about diversified threats and 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 yeah, and having variety really. But I I do think I do think it is a fair point. I do think it is a fair question 
from Ant, and it, it is a it is a worry of mine because I think we all diagnosed the issues last season, and I think yeah, the playing personnel was really bad, but there were different solutions that we think this guy could have got to and tried sooner. I think the ESR example is a really good one. Like you know, we were absolutely struggling, and it took him a really long time to try the solution of putting. ESR in and now I think we saw the difference it made and we've never looked back the other thing is that we do have a more diversified threat now on the wings with Saka on the one side and um, Martinelli on the left side but that's one that to me sounds like we've stumbled upon rather than it was um, fought out because we we heard about ESR having this um, groin injury and that's the reason why he hasn't been playing um, as much or the reason why I've been careful with him. And yes, we did need to rest him or whatnot, but it does seem to be a combination of good fortune um, and Martinelli just seizing the opportunity because Martinelli was out in the cold as well himself. You know, he was he was really out in the cold. We've thrown him back. We were saying, what does this guy need to do to get some minutes? So I'm not sure how intentional it is and whether Arteta's really fought it out and said, yeah, this is what I want to do, or actually, no, actually, this is something that I've been forced into doing, but it just it seems to be working for me. And I think we've seen when it didn't work against Nottingham Forest, we like it was it it was problematic for us because it was like although we're the better side, how were we really going to score against them? Like we didn't really look like, think- when we had chances, but. It's like do you, how think do you think that's a system problem, though? Because I feel that's just the players didn't turn up. Do you get yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with the system, per se. Yeah, I don't think that is fair. As, that's, that's fair. I think on Sunday, it was a personnel problem. And he said that he wasn't upset with the effort. Um, so he didn't feel like players weren't playing. He just felt like there was an application issue and that, you know, what they were, they were making the wrong decisions in the moment. Um, mm. you know, and, and 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 that's where he felt he was saying he didn't feel like the players weren't trying. And I didn't feel like that. I just feel like, yeah, I feel some players were just not on their game. And I think like, yeah, it was a tough place to go. Probably didn't anticipate how difficult it was. And we're missing names as well. So I think, you know, with a, with a, a, a stronger side, and it shouldn't take our stronger side to beat Nottingham Forest, but with a stronger side, I don't think we get that result. And get a much better performance, but but yeah, I do think so. I do think so. I think we've seen it with the slow build up, um, with the donut, um, shape passing with the limp attack. I think we've seen it many times. And you know, for, for me, it is really about all right, if people do catch up to and cotton on to the way that Arsenal attack, is this guy gonna have enough to be able to change it or have a plan B? And I haven't seen he might do. But me personally, I haven't seen that from him. And maybe we won't, maybe we can't because um, he doesn't have the personality, he doesn't have the personnel that he needs to have varied options. You know, we're still lacking players, quality players. So, Mm. yeah, Yeah, so um, let's. So, obviously, we got, we got, we do have some big games here. There's a comment there from Ahmed Ahmed. Have you mandate that our season could be over in the next three games? Um, I don't want to be that dramatic, but. Obviously, we've got a, a, a League Cup semi-final tomorrow um, or today, depending when you're listening to this. Um, Thursday against against you're Liverpool. You're good at this job, got... you know, Dan. Um... <laughs> that was that was professional shit right there. You know, that's what you probably heard the radio. 
And then we've got the North London derby. So I don't think anyone cares too tough about the Carabao Cup. So let's just let's just do a little mini preview of. Um, can I North can I just London. say I can't lie. People will be okay, you know. I want to win the semi final. You have to care. Yeah. The thing is, obviously, I get what you're saying. I think Spurs is the more important game, and you know, top four is more important in the context of the season. However. I don't understand. Like, Arsenal have won this competition since 1993. You've like never really seen Arsenal win this competition, have you? Yeah, well, no, I haven't. I haven't. I, haven't I, I was, I think no, I, was, I was five when we won it. Yes, I'm not, do you know what I mean? So, I would like to win this competition. Like, I, I, I don't yeah, think No, I proper remember when we won it the last time. Oh, yeah, so I, I, obviously, I get it. Spurs is more important in the context of the season, definitely. But I, I don't. We should try and win this game, man. Okay, so, okay, so, so the, this let me change the question then, right? So, like, how would you approach the next three games, considering that we're trying to win the cup, and then we've got a top four race against Spurs in between? Boy, um, <laughs> Anfield away tomorrow is peak. I can't even like. I don't know what sort of midfield you would put out to try to try and battle at Anfield, but. Yeah, you know the know. real reason why we care so much as well is that man ain't got time for that drama on Twitter. You know, <laughs> you know, you know? Let's, let's call a spade a spade, innit? <laughs> we just don't want the smoke, innit? Know, you know, after all the all the all the all the hassle about the them crying the game off and that now, if we still gotta lose. I don't want them chatting, boy. They'll be chatting a <laughs> bag of shit. I had to mute like three or four tweets and because the the all them scouts lot were just in my mentions like ridiculous. They're annoying. They're annoying. Ridiculous. Try, be, try being me when when their their main accounts come for the thing like and I have all these people calling me stupid and and all of and this. They're stuff. like, oh, check what's your critical thinking? All of this stuff. Yeah, like, all of that <laughs> rubbish. And then, lo and behold, it turned out that my, my theory made perfect sense. Um, like, they were telling us it was all legit and above board when we were telling them it doesn't make any sense, no, acting like we're crazy. And then it turns out that we were not crazy and your club fudged the thing. Like, more power to them, innit? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Life is if you, if you can pull a little fast one, you pull a fast one. That's just how it you works. Do, but, and that's where it is. I think it, it's 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 the way that these men were acting, like to say, nah, Klopp would never. We're more reputable than that. Blah blah blah. And I was like, that's are you you are sick. That's absolutely the type of thing Klopp should do. Like this guy's been crying about the heavy fixture pileup. He's been yeah, and he ain't doing that by it. accident neither. Yeah, he and knows then what he's doing. he knows what he's doing. And then the, I'm saying. Klopp don't respect that competition one bit. Anyway, he sends his assistant to go and do the all the all the press coverage for that tournament. Yeah, like, he doesn't really. turn up. So how come him catching COVID all of a sudden makes a difference to like whether the game should go ahead? And then he just started manufacturing the thing one by one. Say that this man's got it. Say that this. Yeah, man, I, yeah, I yeah. think that's what was going. Yeah, on. yeah, yeah, yeah. There was the whole keeper conspiracy. Fahi telling us about the the the, the goal. They've got no keepers. Yeah, that was rubbish. And and, 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 and now he said as they well, were available. All of a sudden, right. he said as well. He said tonight that ah, oh, you know what? Alisson's not played a single game in this competition, but he's playing tomorrow, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, <man. laughs> yeah. When they say, "Why would we get the game called off?" It's, it's perfectly. It's so easy to work out. Even if you look at what Liverpool would have had to do last week. Yeah. Mm. So Liverpool played Chelsea on the Sunday, right? We obviously played City on a Saturday. So we've already had an extra day's rest 
Yeah. We know how Klopp feels about that extra day rest. We've heard him cry about that 10 million times. Yeah. So not only that, they played away at Chelsea on the Sunday. So they was going to finish playing Chelsea at like 8, 9 o'clock on Sunday evening. Go back to Liverpool on that Sunday evening. Train on the Tuesday. They'd obviously have the Monday off. Train on the Tuesday. Then what? Come back to London on Wednesday or Thursday to play yeah, Arsenal. Yeah, have no Alisson, no Firmino, no Jota, no Trent. Whereas they can get the game called off, play Shrewsbury a week after playing Chelsea, then, then play us at home after they've just played at home and then play Brentford at home as well. So three mm. home games in a row or two away games in London with a four-day gap in which you go back and forth on Liverpool yeah. and have five of your main players back. You manufactured well. it. You manufactured of course, it. Of course, they have every reason to want the game postponed. Yeah, couldn't yeah. Have been, that, that fixture couldn't have come at a worse time for them and now it couldn't be better for them. There, there's mm-hmm. every reason to do it. I don't, mm. I don't know why people was pretending. Yeah, we know Liverpool are better than Arsenal. Of course they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just plain facts. Uh, Tap and Terms just arrived from um, another L. Uh, that he's gone to happy, oh happy days tell, tell does, he, does, he, does, he, does he does he does he does he jump does he jump in and get well, involved, go on, or does he just walk past no no he just walk past he'll, he'll probably he's vexed isn't it did he, he did he leave the something. stadium early <laughs> no i don't think i think he stayed to the end today um oh, okay. but that's yeah good order. that that's a nice segue into the north london derby yeah so um how are you guys feeling about this match because you know I've, I've been watching spurs the past few weeks and they look shit to me, right? Like, I can't even sugarcoat it. Yeah, they look very, very bad. Um, you know, obviously, form goes out the window, North London Derby. That's the phrase that everyone likes to say. They probably like to rise it. We've only won there once, I think, in the last 12 years. Um, so it's not like we do well there on our travels, whether that's White Hart Lane, Wembley, or um, the new White Hart Lane, um, or Tottenham Stadium, whatever it's called now. Um, the toilet bowl. So, how are you not feeling about this game? Not confident at all. At all. I don't. I, I, I don't think. I don't think Tottenham have looked as bad as you're as you're making out. Personally, granted, I only watched the Watford game and the first half of the Southampton game, and I think they should have been out of sight in the Southampton game. And I also think that they should have battered Watford. Um, but Watford didn't come to play that game. Ranieri give a proper Italian, mm. you know, and they've got Cellini, Benucci and whoever else just like <laughs> on top of the goalkeeper for the whole game. That's what Watford done and tried to hit them on the break on occasion. Um, but I think Tottenham worked the ball into areas well. They just had two shocking full-backs or wing-backs, whatever you call them, um, in that Royale guy that I'm sure one of you guys wanted at Arsenal in the summer as well. And I thought Regulon was the same level, if not better than Tierney which was horrifically wrong as well. So I'll take it L as well. Um, so yeah, those two are pants. But if they had some quality in those in those areas, I think they could have given Watford a real hiding. Um, mm. So yeah, I, I, 
I don't know. I don't know. Derbies, they're difficult to call. They're very mm. difficult to call. Generally, the home team wins, right? With Arsenal and Spurs. Yeah. As a rule yeah. of thumb. Sonny's out, though, for this game. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's, that's, that's a good thing. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's tough to call. It's tough to call. Like, I, I don't know. I am looking at, like, I think we'll win. We're off the back of two L's. Um, so we need a win. We need a good performance. Um, I'd have confidence in that performance. I've got confidence in us being sturdy at the back. I think generally this season, um, there aren't very many games where I've gone into um, bar those initial games. But since we've had this back five together, I've got a degree of confidence in them, to be fair. I think they can be pretty sturdy. It's about the protection they'll get for me and who they're, um, who's going to be playing in front of them in midfield. I think that's where it is. I don't rate Tottenham's defence a great deal. I think they're all dire. I think those wing-backs are absolutely dire. Um, I think their, their centre-mids are non-threatening, really. Um, none of them are penetrative. None of them are uh, really progressive and get the ball forward. So I, I'm not looking there as those danger areas, but I think like we have the ability to kind of make the game harder for ourselves by not setting out the right way or not applying ourselves properly or not doing what we need to do. And I think, you know, for me, what's worried me about Arsenal is the drop in quality from the starters to the, the, the squad players. So it, it, it really depends who's available for the game on Sunday, really. Um, I need I need Lokonga to rise it, bro. I can't lie, bro. You're going to be, you're playing tomorrow, you're playing Sunday, you're playing the Thursday. I need to see sight, bro. I need yeah. to. I, 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 the, he is. The thing is, like our mid, midfield is going to be so key. You saw against Forest, the midfield was non-existent, bro, we, <laughs> and we didn't deserve to win the game. Deservedly, yeah. if our midfield cannot hold up tomorrow at Anfield, we will lose the game. If our midfield can't hold up in the North London derby, I don't. Think we're going to win the game. Do you know what I mean? So I am. It is a worry. It is a worry. I can't lie. Like obviously, I'm. I'm not stressing myself because obviously they're probably trying to get someone, but. As Shab said, they they left it too long in it. So, and this is we've gone into a key period of the season with with just a very. I think they can really of... outwork us in the mid middle of the park on. Yeah, yeah, with the overloads of the wing backs as well. Skip and Hoiberg can really outwork us in the midfield. I think where we'll get some joy is I think he'll go with more of a three in the middle. So I think we can outnumber them in the midfield. You think who? You think Arteta will go for three in the middle? I think that's what makes the most sense. When you, when you, it's like with the whole when you got a lack of quality in an area. I think it makes more sense to have more bodies in there. So okay, you put, um, for example, who's available? So say Jacques is available, right? So you got a Jaka, Lukonga, and and an Odegaard as your midfield three, and even if Odegaard's operating as a ten. He's not just going to sit in front of the midfield, is he? Yeah, he gets involved in the midfield. He likes to drop deep anyway. Yeah, so anyway, he kind of so, plays yeah. like a midfielder. So, Hoiberg and Skip, they're like two pit bulls, isn't it? They just want to run around and charge after everything. You have to keep them moving. You have to play little triangles around them, move the ball around them. But so I think the, I think the thing... I think we'll get some, Dre. But they, they will definitely outwork us if we don't put... But two, if we don't overload in that area... Yeah. yeah, and I, I, I like the overload. The thing is, where they've got the three centre-backs and where our centre-forward, if Laka's starting, drops deep, I think they can afford to commit one of those centre-backs to um, be more aggressive and 
play a bit higher up and try to restrict space in the middle as well and kind of negate that extra body. Do you think any of their centre-backs are, are good enough to do that? I don't know if they're good enough. I think they're crazy. <laughs> I think like Davinson Sanchez. I think Sanchez has looked good under, under Conte. I'm not going to lie. Um, he's looked better, he look, yeah. Yeah, he mm. looks like the Sanchez that I first saw. He's looked better. But mm. I wouldn't have Sanchez doing that. The only one <laughs> that I'd say you could have doing that would be Eric Dyer. And I don't think Eric Dyer has got the intelligence to I mean, or, he's injured or, as well. or the, um, the composure to do that. I could see if you had Eric Dyer following Lacazette into midfield, I could see him picking up two yellows in half an hour. So, you know, that mm. stupid one that uh, Lacazette plays that really well. Yeah, he comes yeah, into yeah. his feet and he and Five they miles. take him out the, yeah, yeah. from behind. Yeah. So I, I could see um, Dyer getting two yellows within the first half an hour mm. if if they um, trusted him doing that. Mm. So I, if, I, if I'm smart enough to think that, I think Conte knows that as well. Mm. Yeah, and I think I think where where we can potentially win this game um, is going to be Martinelli and Saka out wide. You know, so yeah, yeah, in transition. Yeah. Because their, yeah, their wing-backs get so high. So high. And then, you know, their wide defenders, uh, the wide, the, the right centre-back, the left centre-back, Tanganga and Ben Davis. you know, I think defensively, um, I'm not having it from, from either of them, to be honest. I think that they can get... Tanganga's a penalty waiting to happen. Bro, one on one. racist, but sometimes facts are just facts. Yeah, one on one. Um, if if they get one on one with any of those um defenders, even if it's the fullback, so like Martinelli versus Emerson and Saka versus Reguilon, I think you know we know who's going to win that battle um almost every time. So you know, uh, before we close out, or actually before we go to listeners' questions, um, let's get some score predictions for you guys uh for, for this game. Uh, so Shabs, you go first. I flipping hate this, man. I You're think... a big man, man. Just put <laughs> your neck out, man. Hey. Big Ross Hackney, man. Don't I think 1-1, one, one, you know. I think a 1-1. One, one, one. One. Yeah. Yeah. 1-1. One, Sean? I was just going to say the same. 1-1. One, one. I don't think we're good. I, I, think, one, like, one. I think we can get out there without losing, but I'm not convinced we're going to win. So. And? Ever the optimist. How <laughs> <laughs> pissed off. <laughs> hey, I'm going to say 2-1 Spurs. <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> I, just, I, I don't think they can nick it, innit? It is what it is. What, did you watch, did you watch well them today? Did you watch them tonight, this evening? No. No. To be yeah. fair, both both legs against Chelsea, they just they, they were terrible. Yeah, I don't think I don't know. They don't look friendly. Fish to Arsenal, though, isn't it? Really. Mm. Mm. I I might say I was going to say one one as well, but since you both done that, I'm going to have to do the opposite event. I'm going to say two one to Arsenal now, mm. so I can be I can be the positive one that that gets it wrong. Um, positive. Yeah, there we go, there we go. And I need I need to win. So I need to dunk on Tobes in it. So. So I hope if was it like if we... if you lot's house and if, if, if there's a bad result, is it like when, when my girl's pissed and like she just slapping doors? Sam, it's not you know slamming doors, yeah. You know, it's the unnecessary slamming the cupboards and shit. 
no one, no one, no one slams doors here, but you, you basically just don't see each other for like two, three days, in it. Like you, you'll listen. I will listen for when my man's gone downstairs before I go to the bathroom, in it. You know what I mean? Because I know he's, he's waiting for me. He's waiting for me. And then I think, I think after the last, um, you know, the last North London derby when I was shouting on Discord at, at Tobes and stuff. Like, I didn't that see him. Walked home early. Uh, nah, so this was last year uh, when we beat them 2-1, you know, the Rabona. Uh, Eric oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Matt Tobes, before that match, he said that there's no way Arsenal are going to beat them. You know? There's no way, 100%, we're not winning. So then I called him a dunce, all of this, that, you know, I'm going to up his rent, all of this, yeah. It was just talking crazy on Discord. And then after that, I didn't see him for like four days. It was just, yeah, it was just wild. But... Yeah, so are so. you leaving leaving tea in that at his door just to make sure he weren't dead or nothing? <laughs> <laughs> no, I could hear him moving about in I could hear him moving. But I was isolating for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um yeah, we'll do some listeners' questions before we wrap up. Um so just a couple here. So uh Tommy Ajayi, um one he says with the Telemans and Arthur links. Do you think Arteta wants to start phasing from 4-2-3-1 into a 4-3-3? And if so, what profile of midfielder would you have playing as an eight with Erdogan? So we, we sort of covered that. You know, people said Bellingham, um, uh, Bruno G, uh, that kind of thing. Um, and then quick rundown on, on midfield options. We've done that as well. Um, that's from Sam E underscore 91. Um, is anyone else getting bad vibes about Vlahovic? So I think, Shabs, you touched on that a little bit. Um and then Count, Count Dracula, he said, um, how much should the value or the price of a player affect how fans analyse them? Loads. I, th- I, I think, think it does, any- it does anyway. Yeah, it does anyway, regardless. It's, it's something you can't get away from. Mm. Mm. And you can only get away from it when you, when you perform. For example, nobody gives the monkeys how much Alisson cost. Everybody cares how much Kepa cost. Nobody cares how much Ruben Diaz cost. Everybody cares how much Harry Maguire cost. So yeah, it's 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 one of those things that you're 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 not gonna get away from. If you perform, then your price tag doesn't matter. If you don't perform, then your price tag has to be held against you, and mm. and that's not gonna change for anybody. Mm. Yeah, for and it's 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 true because as well, like big fees, um, it basically just says how much the club rates you as well. You know, mm. so. Like if 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 you go out and you buy sixteen mil for for Tomiyasu and whatnot, right? Like no one like Bologna weren't gonna ask for you know forty million pound for a guy because of the the stature of, of the club they are, what he's done for that shirt, right? But if they did now, you go to you know a Wan Bissaka and Crystal Palace are saying now fifty mil. That's how that's how important this guy is to us. We need fifty million pound for you to, for, to to replace him, kind of thing, right? Um, and you know, then you, you look at his performances at Man United and you're like, wow, they it was a fraud, it was a fraud team. Crystal Palace, they done a four one nine on 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 Man United, right? So and then and then if you're looking at the buying club as well, you know, if you're looking at it and you're saying fifty mil is what I'm gonna spend on my right back, then you're expecting him to be a fifty million worth fifty million mm. pound, like what you see from Carl Walker, what you see from you know who else they Cancelo, Cancelo, and all these other, all these other um, expensive well, so, like, You know, yeah. So, there's, there's there's a standard. Look, how many times, yeah, have we ever heard Kevin De Bruyne's price tag mentioned? 
I can't remember seeing one thing referencing how much he cost. He cost £57 million. Nobody ever, ever mentions it. It was mentioned the first day. Before he signed it. Before he signed it. It was mentioned. I remember Paul Mercer mentioned it and he he apologised. And the reason nobody says anything about it, because every single time he's proven that he's value for it. So if if you perform, your fee don't matter. And if you don't, then boy, you become Pepe. Mm. Mm. On the bench yeah. of Max Gradle. <laughs> yeah, that's that's why depending on how much Vlahovic costs, the lights will be on him straight away anyway. Mm. If it's like 70 mil, yeah. the lights are gonna be on my man straight away. Straight away, straight, straight, away. straight um, away. Last that's question that. here from Swag London 12. Um he says, Who do you think Saliba will displace in that Arsenal defense? I don't Neither think he's displaced. I don't think anyone. he stays at Arsenal. It's a tough one because obviously he comes back in the summer and there's two years left on his deal. If there's Europe, I think we can you can say to him like, boom, you're going to get a lot of minutes in it. But it depends on what he's thinking. Does he come back and say, "I want to be starting"? Like you, I don't think he comes loans. back and sits on a bench. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a it's and a I, big and problem. And man. I don't think he comes back trusting of Arteta or Arsenal neither. It's a big That's problem. The thing. I, I think I think he he actually will need to sign a contract before the start of the season. Um, He'd be a fool to for, sign a new contract. Yeah, yeah. but as in from, from I would have signed nothing. But yeah, I get it. But yeah, mm. he'd be a fool. Yeah, because um, yeah, because for me personally, in terms of his quality, I think he's good enough to start ahead of both our centre backs. Personally, mm. um, I wouldn't be surprised uh, if if he played. I think they could work there. really well as a free though. Though, though yeah, they could. Free. Yeah, they could. Yeah. Really well. I feel like it's the sort of thing a Conte would love. If Conte came in tomorrow, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, yeah. Gabriel Ben might leave. I don't think you get. Not to say they're the three best, but I'm just talking about what their individual qualities seem to be. Mm. That's kind of your ideal makeup of a back three. Yeah, and when you consider their ages as well, then it's it's kind of ideal moving forward. But yeah, I just yeah, I just can't see it. Yeah, Personally. it's a bad situation, man. I, I, I don't think he comes in and displaces any of them. I think what Sean said is um, correct. It's about um, the position that we're in and the hand that we play. But if we're smart, we'll be trying to pattern that before this, this season ends. Like, you know, and the bottom line is that it's a bad position for us to be in as well as a club because he comes back with two years left. Really you don't want to eat into any of that two years. You want, we want to know what the situation for him is going to be beyond that two years. So we want to renegotiate terms. We want to extend the length of his deal, et cetera, et cetera, give him a better wage. But yeah, like Ant said as well, he'd be a fool to sign and he'd be a fool to stay because, mm-hmm. you know, he's asked for reassurances in the past. He's not really been given reassurances. The club haven't demonstrated faith in him and it's again it's just poor handling and mismanagement and then my worry is that we're not going to be able to extract if we're going to extract value from him we then have to do it in the summer if he doesn't sign like we have to sell him this summer if he's not going to sign an extension because then it gets to january he's 80 he's got 18 months left to run then a year left then what so mm. this is one of the most promising centre backs in Europe. So and he's he's gone to Marseille and he's balled out and he's been one of the standout performers. He's, he's looking forget like he's shooting for team of the season. In yeah, France, forget man. yeah, forget defenders. He's been one of the standout performers in that league. Just what, like whatever you think of the uh, you know Uber Eats 
league over there. He's been one of the standouts every single, almost every single week. He's giving you like keeping, a seven, eight, nine out of ten. Yeah, it's almost every week there. Just being I mean? solid, formidable. So it's a mm. it's a bad situation. It's a bad hand that we've played, and it has to be an amazing hand to get us out of this. Really, mm. yeah, it's a techie one, and I think we're basically relying on the fact that he really wants to play for the club. Which yeah. you know in twenty twenty two you can't you can't really rely on that man. Um and Arsenal seen that live and live and mm. direct, you know, with so many different players over the over over the years. So yeah. yeah. And he'd be right for um like a Real Madrid, for example. Like he'd be right for them. I think he'd like you know, I think he'd do a fantastic job there. Like I find this learning to play in the in the pressure of the burnabout every week. But Marseille ain't an easy stadium. To be playing mm-hmm. games, them ultras are different, like absolutely different. I think if you can play in that environment, there probably aren't many stadiums in Europe that you can't play in. So I think you know Real Madrid are looking for a de- defender. They lost Varane and um, uh, Ramos, and you know they're doing all right. But I think definitely they want the next thing in it. They're part of their rebuild, and I think if he comes, if teams like that start coming knocking I think he'd quite easily go there and why not mm. he fancies himself he believes in mm. himself so why wouldn't he yeah yeah it's a it's a tough one tough one to take so um yeah I think we'll leave it there guys um and Sean Shabs thank you for joining me uh today everyone listening thank you for tuning in all the people that were um watching make sure you drop a like on the video subscribe to the Touchline Frackers uh YouTube channel um, but otherwise, um, we'll leave it there and we'll speak after the North London derby. Um, oh, peace you, Mark. Thank you. Bless. Could have had that fight, but I'm gonna walk on site. Man, I have to grab that mic. You're not gonna spit this time. Trying to work with a good oh, energy. Man, you're gonna work with a bad man vibe. None of these guys can't do that. It's amazing. It's amazing. That's foul. That's offside. the response of Arsenal. Across the line. Score for my team in the time I play. Whatever I know when man's inside. Chelsea. Inside. Man, Chelsea. Man, Chelsea. Man, Chelsea. Man, Chelsea. Lost their focus in the joy of equalising. But I won't see you right. Man, could have had that fight. Sports Social Podcast Network.